0: everybody there's the cue the drum beat we're live i'm live from the missile silo coming at you this week flying solo once again i'm not even gonna bother calling him i told him to screw it guess he ain't got time for this so here i am i like doing it i can commit to doing something once a week for about 45 minutes to an hour no big deal. Anyway. Maybe I'll just sit here and vent my frustrations with my former co host. Former as in he's he's pushing it. So I guess he's got better things to do, and I don't, so maybe I'm the one with no life. Who knows? Either way. What's up everybody? Welcome to the Last Lab Podcast. Hey, everybody's tuning in this week to hear Jake's frustrations. Yeah, so still under the weather. I'm ready to go lay down, and I'm all set up, raring to go. Been waiting for 30 minutes for my co-host, and I guess he's not going to show up. So here we go. Well, what we have last weekend? Anybody tune into all the pretty good action from Nashville? That track actually races pretty well. Um, it's smaller than a half or a mile and a half by a little bit. And that little bit makes quite a bit of difference. I mean, we had three wide racing in the middle of the race for multiple laps. So, And uh, the kid from Portage wins another one. Carson Hosvar gets his second win of the year in the truck series. So that's kind of cool. Shout out to the, uh, the hometown kid there. Pretty neat to see that one. It was fun to watch, held on for the win. Good to see, and uh, definitely pads his uh, playoff point picture and points picture all together for the regular season. So definitely locked into the playoffs now. So the Xfinity race, though, whoo, talk about a wreck fest. That was run in the heat of the day on Saturday, and everybody was real loose. They had like seven or eight cautions within the first like hundred laps. It was freaking nuts. They were wrecking cars all over the place. So, but once they got that kind of sorted out, AJ Allmendinger wins this thing, driving that colleague number 10 car. And, uh, of course he won because early in the race, he got caught up in one of those wrecks and, uh, put a little, uh damage on the old right quarter panel, which really affected, uh, how well that car worked. I mean, suddenly he was way faster than the field. So not much you can really do about that. I mean, I think if NASCAR saw it was a problem, they would have made him come in and fix it, but nothing, nothing you can really do. I mean, that kind of happens quite often especially in the Xfinity series where the the bodies are still movable, you know. So uh, Dinger wins that one. Pretty decent race there. Um, Once they kind of got settled down and got stuff figured out um, to the point where, you know, they could race and we had some green flag runs. Riley Hurts gets a good good, uh, second place finish there. And uh, Sam Mayer, he was up and down all day, started way, way in the back, ends up third. Austin Hill runs fourth, and Josh Berry runs fifth. Just good point stays for most of those guys. Zane Smith, we'll note him, he made his uh, another Xfinity start, and uh, he ended up finishing seventh. So good run for Zane. Uh, Carson Hosvar did start the Xfinity race, um, but got caught up in a wreck pretty early on in one of those multiple, multiple wrecks early in that race. So too bad that Carson couldn't go back to back, I guess. I mean, he, he was running like third or fourth when he got tangled up and just had nowhere to go, hit, uh, Ty Gibbs. Um, but, uh, so that was too bad, but, um, decent race. Xfinity race was decent. It was hot. You know, you could tell those cars were sliding around a lot. It was, it was good to watch. The cup race, whoo, what to say about the cup race. So they started this thing at like seven something at night. Uh, I think they did that just because it's so friggin' hot down there. And, uh, Ross Chastain is back and he looked like his old self held off, uh, true X for the win there. And, um, yeah, I mean smashed the watermelon. What more can you say? Ran a good race, ran a complete race. Started on the pole, of course, and uh, was up front all day long. Held off Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin. Chase Elliott was fourth. Larson was fifth. William Byron was sixth. So you had 300 cars in the the top five or top ten there with Byron in sixth. Christopher Bell was 7th, so you got three Joe Gibbs cars in the top 10 as well. Um, Eric Jones was 8th. That was a great run for Eric Jones. They needed that. Legacy has been terrible. Uh, Kyle Busch had an up-and-down day. I think he had a speeding penalty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, He ends up ninth, And then A.J. Allmendinger with a good run for the Colleague Cup car. He finishes 10th. So not a single Ford in the top 10, they, uh, I don't know. Harvick was running good and, uh, had a flat tire and we all saw Blaney hit that inside wall, which was kind of like a freak deal. Found the one wall that didn't have safer barrier. I'm sure we'll have safer barrier there next time we go, of course, but, um, said it was the hardest hit he's ever taken. And I believe it. I mean, it didn't look like he was going super fast, but, man, that thing folded right up on him. So that was uh, painful to watch that one. Um, Man, that car was smashed. So, yeah. Uh, In our picks, um, Will won with Harvick still. I had uh, Todd Gillen. He finished, like, almost last. So um, Will won it with harvick and i don't know who will's picking because he's not going to show up so i don't know who will's picking for the road course uh since he won i gotta pick uh first anyway and we're, we're headed to chicago and they've been nbc has been hyping this race up now like i think they talked more about chicago than they did nashville while they were at nashville um I mean, we're right downtown Chicago and Chicago, you know, for me is only a few hour drive, really. Um, And uh, so I'm fairly familiar with Chicago. And I will admit that it is kind of cool that they are right downtown, like Grant Park right there. Lakeshore Drive right there. Like, it's pretty neat. I'm kind of excited that they've pulled this off. I feel like I wasn't too thrilled about it like early in the year when they first kind of started talking about doing this. And, uh, now that I've kind of seen it and it's here, um, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. Like, it's pretty cool. I I think if I was feeling better, I'd, I'd consider going down there, but, uh, yeah, still, uh, I gotta be, uh, I'd rather be close to home currently. Uh, unfortunately, but, um, the, uh, Chicago road course, so street course, not even really a road course. I mean, it's a street course. It's all 90 degree corners. Um, I'm sure it's going to be bumpy. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Like, how do you predict this thing? Um, I would think AJ Allmendinger is going to have, you know, quite a bit of experience on the street course. We do have a couple of ringers, per se, coming in. Um, out of the Supercar Series, Shane Van Gisbergen, because I can't pronounce his last name, he is a Kiwi from New Zealand, drives a Red Bull car, three-time Supercar champ. I honestly think, out of all the guys that we get in that project 91 car. I think Shane has got a pretty good shot of being very competitive and uh honestly he's because I I don't really want to use anybody else up. He's my pick this week. So um I don't know who Wills picking. So I'm I'm going to take the automatic win. Um and we've also got Jensen Button coming back. He of course most recently ran the garage fifty six deal in Lama. Um, but he is back in that fifteen car with Rick Ware. So of course that car is prepared at Stuart Haas. I would hope that it's fairly competitive. I think he's you know Jensen's gonna have an edge on the whole street course thing too um just with his F1 street course experience. So between those two guys coming in, I mean, we could have some pretty decent storylines come the end of this thing, or it could just go the way, you know, Kimmy's ride went and Jensen's ride win at Coda or Jordan Taylor's ride win at Coda. Who knows? I mean, you, everybody in that field is good enough to win at this point, so I would think... Man, out of the cup drivers, boy, I think you're going to have to watch out for Chase Elliott, honestly. I mean, he is good. He's good around the road courses and the Roval and everywhere else. Um, I think you're going to have to look out for, you know, Suarez. He won Sonoma. Uh, X, just won Sonoma. Like, some of these guys that are you know, more road course adept. But of course I say that and everybody runs good on the road courses now. So, I mean, it's just competitive. The car makes it really competitive. So I think a major factor in this whole street course deal is how tight everything is going to be. There's no runoffs. So, you know, they're either in the wall or on the track. So, we could see a massive pile up at turn one. We could see a massive pile up at turn two. We could see a massive pile up at the next ten turns. I mean, there's no saying. I think once they get spread out, there, there probably won't be too much passing. Like I'm gonna I find it like it's gonna be kind of hard to pass. I really do. Um just cause these guys, you know down drop a gear and disappear still so um we'll see we'll see what happens i'm kind of looking forward to uh to watching that and of course the xfinity cars they run on saturday saturday evening at like 5 p.m both races start a little later which of course is like four o'clock chicago time or whatever um the cup series they they start at 5 30 on sunday you know eastern standard time so Um, and of course I'm, I'm, it's, it's still going to be hot. I mean, it could be, you know, 95 degrees down there in Chicago, especially right downtown, but it is the windy city. Hopefully they get a little bit of a breeze off the, uh, off the big water there. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a warm one. That's for sure. So hopefully the fans turn out. I really hope they have a good turnout. It looks like. It's very festival-esque, you know. They've got the concerts going on. Um, my man Charlie Croc is playing. Kind of wish I was going to see him. He's, of course, playing a bunch of dates here in Michigan. He's in Traverse City tonight. Uh, he'll be in Grand Rapids tomorrow night. So if you're in this neck of the woods, I highly encourage you to try I think Grand Rapids might be sold out. But uh, he played in Flint last night, Traverse City tonight, and then he'll be uh, in GR on uh, Friday night. So, um, if you haven't seen Charlie Crockett or listened to Charlie Crockett, I highly encourage you to tune in, but, uh, they've also got like the chain smokers are playing down there in Chicago, which I couldn't name a single chain smoker song. Cause I could care less and Miranda Lambert, uh, she's playing. I couldn't name a current Miranda Lambert song either. um, And I think there might be a couple other people, but I don't know who they are. So, um, I think Chicago will be a hit. I'm a little nervous that the racing product is going to be worse than the actual event. Um, I mean, we've seen IndyCar run street courses for years. Most recently Detroit, which the drivers thought was kind of a debacle. It looked good on TV. Um, I don't know how it was for a fan standpoint, but, uh, I I think it's cool that NASCAR is at least giving it a shot. Like they're, they're giving it a try. Um, my thing is it's like this car runs so good around the mile and a half and races so good around the mile and a half that we should just be going back to Chicago land out there in Joliet. And, uh, maybe they should run that track again. So who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see. So tune in this weekend. um, yeah, that's that's all I really got to say about the Chicago road course. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So um, moving on, we're talking a little NHRA. Uh, there are no corners in NHRA, so we're not at a corner. We are talking about Norwalk and Leah Pruitt getting her first win of the season in that Tony Stewart-owned Top Fuel Dragster and Blake Alexander gets the win in Funny Car, and Matt Hartford wins in Pro Stock. NHRA, they will be back in three weeks. They will be at Brandamere, or Bandamere. I can't ever say that right. Bandamere for the Mile High Nationals in Denver, Colorado. So, uh, which, an iconic place. And I, um, yeah, to... To talk a little nor- more Norwalk, Tony Stewart was there, um, but he lost, I think, in like the second round to his teammate in the top alcohol dragster there. So not a uh, winning weekend, I guess, for uh, Tony Stewart like he has kind of gotten used to the last couple times he's been in the car. So, yeah. Um, I think he will probably be out of the car for a little bit now because SRX series will be firing up here in a few weeks. So Tony's going to be a busy guy here coming up pretty soon. So, um, but that's all I got for NHRA this week. Like I said, in three weeks, I mean, they'll be out in Vandermeer and we'll, uh, talk about that after they run out there. So, Moving on this weekend, also we've got IndyCar. They are headed to Mid Ohio. We'll see if Alex Palou can continue his winning ways. That race is on one thirty on Sunday, so that's going to be a hot one for those guys too down there in Mid Ohio. Um, boy, bunch of hot. It's it's just hot. It's too hot out. That's all I got to say. And it's smoky. I mean, you see pictures from Chicago and. I mean, hell, I can show you outside of my house how smoky it is thanks to the Canadian wildfires that they've got going on. So hopefully that stuff kind of gets cleared up because it's, I mean, it's smoky out. Everybody says the air quality is bad. I don't notice any difference. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be smoky in Chicago. It's uh, probably smoky down in mid-Ohio, too, because supposedly they, they've got smoke clear, like, middle indiana and all around so we'll see how that looks how that goes for this weekend um moving on to f1 they are in austria this week sprint race weekend um i think we all know how i feel about sprint races kind of unnecessary i guess it gets a little extra action on track but i just i don't know i kind of like the the format of the regular old F1 weekend. But I fully expect Max to be fastest in practice, Max to be fastest in qualifying, and then on Saturday, Max to be fastest in sprint qualifying, and then Max to win the sprint race on Saturday. And then, wouldn't you know it, I bet Max is going to win on Sunday as well. So, Max will score max points and win the entire weekend. And that is my bold prediction for F1 in Austria at the Red Bull Ring. Yeah, Red Bull's not going to perform poorly at their home race. So, yeah, if you want to tune into any of that, of course, Friday, is practice and qualifying Saturday though, the sprint qualifying starts at like 6 AM our time. So you really got to get up. I mean, you got to be pretty dedicated to watch those cars qualify for a sprint race. Um, 10 30 AM Eastern time is when the F one r- sprint race comes on at sa- on Saturday. So there might be a little bit of action, maybe back in the pack. We'll have to see where guys Kind of line up, stack up, but it really the race means nothing towards Sunday, so it's not like it sets the field. So yeah, because F one is just kind of blah this year. So if you want to tune in nine AM on Sunday for the main event, that's when it is. So in some F one news though, there is a little bit of F one news. Ryan Reynolds, Mr. Deadpool and Hollywood actor. Um, Wrexham soccer owner. I don't know. Will's into all that stuff. I kind of just let him talk whenever he talks about Ryan Reynolds. I think he's got a crush on him. Uh, Ryan Reynolds buys a share of Alpine, which I found kind of surprising that Alpine was looking for investors. Um, maybe he'll bring a little bit of that Wrexham magic to Alpine and, uh, the the flying Frenchman will start running a little better, so we'll see. I mean, anytime they can, a team can get an influx of dollars or uh, euros or whatever they use, they they may pick up a little bit, a little more engineering, a little more development, a little more research, a little more sim time. You never know. So that is. F1 for this week. Next week, I'm sure we'll be back talking all about the riveting F1 race and how many, how crazy it was with all the safety cars and the pit strategy and all the passing, all the side-by-side racing around Austria. Um, or we'll just come back and tell you that max won, And that was that. So that's really about all I got for you this week though. I don't, I I knew it would probably be a short one because Will decided not to show up. I was kind of hoping he'd show up. I haven't seen the guy in like three weeks, and I figured he'd add a little bit to the show tonight, but I guess he had better things to do. So I'll fire up the music, and we'll mosey on out of here. I got to go have dinner, and then I'm plopping myself down on the couch for a few hours, and then I'll get up and go to bed. So appreciate y'all tuning in this week sorry it's another short show and kind of lame i know listening to me probably sucks all by myself but i don't care i've always just wanted to be a radio guy so this is one way to do it anyway i wish i had some cool like radio sign off but i really don't because usually will brings us in and takes us out but either way thanks for tuning in to the last lap podcast this week Enjoy lots of racing. You can literally watch racing on Sunday from, like, 9 a.m. with the F1 race, and then at 1.30, IndyCar comes on, and then that gets over. You eat your hot dogs or whatever you're grilling or whatever, and then sit down and hang out for the 5.30 cup race. So racing all day, really all day Saturday, too. I mean, if you want to tune in at 10.30 for that, you know, sprint race, watch that and then come back a little later around dinner time, about 5 p.m for that Xfinity race so should be a good weekend of racing and I bet it'll be utter chaos in Chicago so that's all I got thanks for tuning in this week we'll catch you all later see ya